Hey, this is Kevin. Before we start the show, I want to make sure you are aware that at 10 a.m. on Friday, April the 2nd, I will be hosting an international live broadcast. I hope you will join me and friends around the world for this powerful message entitled God's Gift of Opportunity. You can join me on Zoom Facebook Live or YouTube for this powerful message. Regardless of your time zone, look for it at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday, April the 2nd. I'll see you there. Get ready to celebrate God's call to go. Here's your weekly dose of heartwarming encouragement for the missionary in all of us. Welcome to Missions Change My Life. Now, here's your host, Pastor Kevin. Well, good morning. This is Pastor Kevin. I'm here with Courtney. How are you, Courtney? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Doing well. And it's time for another episode of Missions Changed My Life. There's something going on today because we've got two Kevins on the call. We're going to welcome Kevin, one of our trip alumni, on the call. Kevin, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. Hope all is well with y'all. Yes, I'm so glad you answered. Otherwise, it seemed like I was talking to myself. <laughs> Kevin, how are you? Well, I'm doing well. Thank you. But I'm talking to you. So, Kevin, welcome to Missions Changed My Life. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for inviting me. It has been several years since you and I were able to serve side by side on the mission field. Courtney's on the call as a co host. Mm -hmm. Courtney, let's dive into Kevin's story. Kevin, how are you doing? What is life like in January 2021 related to COVID? How have you come through 2020? Give us any update there. I've actually done pretty well. You know, I am a teacher in a public school. So besides being mm -hmm. shut down in March of 2020 mm -hmm. through, say, August and trying to figure out all this new online stuff, mm -hmm. I've, actually, I've actually done pretty good. Overall, the biggest struggle is when church shut down and trying to work with ministry and stuff like that and trying yeah. to have, figure out how to be safe. And mm -hmm. that's probably been the biggest struggle. But overall, with me, I mean, life's just been pretty good. Oh, I can't, can't complain about it other than everybody else is just worldly struggles. I can't go in a restaurant every now and then, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, man, you're a brave soul. So you're in Alabama. What part of Alabama are you in? It's called Woodstock, Alabama. It's okay. in between Tuscaloosa and Birmingham, kind okay. of central Alabama. Well, you're a brave soul to be a teacher and have to go from classroom teaching to virtual online teaching. I, I, I can't imagine how challenging that is even still today in January 2021. Are you online now or are you back in... In person, we we are back in person. We do give the kids the option of staying virtual, but most of ours, being a rural community where internet access is limited, sure, you know, we do our best to provide. But at the end of the day, it's just hard to for to ask a parent to work a eight to ten hour job and then tell them to go find a parking lot with Wi Fi. You know, so mm. most of ours kind of has come back to school. We're probably sitting at about. 80% that are in person mm -hmm. and the others are still remaining virtual, but mm -hmm. it's, it's been different. I'll tell you that it's, it's sure. definitely been different. 
So mm -hmm. introduce us to what you teach, what grade, what subjects. I teach sixth grade and I teach social studies, which it's pretty much American history, civil war to the present times. Mm. So, Wow. I, Everyone in the audience are saying, yes, he's a brave soul. Sixth grade history, social studies. Wow. That's oh, great. Yeah. So I can only imagine, obviously, in the beginning, everybody's frustrated. OK, this whole changing of school and everything else from in-person to virtual and everything else. But have you yet began to notice that there's a gratitude toward education? I would hope that one of the outcomes of having education opportunity taken away from you from a global pandemic would rise the gratitude toward education. Are you seeing, are you seeing that on a sixth grade level or among the parents of sixth graders? I am. I'm definitely seeing it here. I know just from social media and being a small town kind of vibe here that again, you, you go to church with a lot of the parents, you see them at little league parks and you converse with them. So they're, they're pretty vocal about saying, I don't ever want to do your job again. <laughs> so please mm. stay open kind of thing. We'll do our part, but they have been very supportive and this adjustment you know, we've tried to make it as comfortable on them as possible, too. So we did have to go back virtual after Thanksgiving because the only thing we can attribute is, man, it just hit our community pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that was people getting together, you know, during Thanksgiving. But mm -hmm. we did have to shut down for about two weeks before Christmas than we should have and two weeks after Christmas. We did have to do that. But everybody just they understood it was for the safety and it was for a while we just we were struggling to just really staff the mm -hmm. schools because of government regulations you know with the exposure rules and all that but mm -hmm. overall parents here have been very supportive and appreciative some of them even found that hey virtual they actually like it pretty well and it allows some of them to travel and do what they love to do with their kids and everything mm -hmm. because they can afford it they actually stayed virtual not for health reasons but actually chose to do it for just other reasons well obviously we can't give physical hugs with the freedom that we used to but i just encourage everyone in our audience hug hug your child's teacher um, <laughs> in some way that might be just sending them a virtual starbucks card or something but do something to just let them know that you appreciate them because they didn't sign up to be virtual teachers and in-person and everything else. Sounds like, you know, things are getting back to a little bit 80% normal for you. I'm sure a lot of our teachers and healthcare workers and frontline people are really still struggling to figure out what normal is going to look like. I'm just impressed that you would even do this interview. I know that you're a busy guy. So Courtney, yeah. let's dive in. You weren't on the trip. I was able to serve beside Kevin, get to know him personally. It was a great joy to be with him and his team, but you don't mm -hmm. know him. So this is great opportunity for you to find out about his mission trip. So take it away. Yes. And I'm so excited to hear your story. So what did you do and where did you go in India? In my group, we went to Mumbai. Now, mm -hmm. so that there's that may not narrow it down, but we will just stick with it. We went to Mumbai, mm -hmm. India, yeah. and it was actually more of a, what I understand, a little more industrial side of it than mm -hmm. what a lot of it is, just talking to different people. But yeah, we went to Mumbai, and 
our team really was split into two groups when we got there. One, we had some kind of musically gifted people, and mm -hmm. they went and kind of, we'll call it a worship conference, I guess, kind of held that with other leaders, some people and taught the people of India there that were interested in leading worship, from what I understand. Now, I'm not musically gifted, so <laughs> I was in that group, but that mm -hmm. is what I remember about that. But as far as my side of it with our group, yeah, we we were had various tasks. One thing we did was we worked with local children's ministries there. There was a pastor that he had pretty much done just amazing work there. And his focus really is the children there. Mm -hmm. And we we did kind of, I guess you could call it a kind of a daytime BBS, Vacation Bible School, with the kids there. And mm -hmm. we did different activities, different Bible stories. And thanks to that pastor and his wife and the workers that he has recruited there, the kids, they already knew the stuff that we were speaking on, a lot of them. And then we also, we would work with there was a school there that allowed us to come in and we had different church services there we passed out clothes at one point i remember it was mm -hmm. some girls that were in needs of need of dresses that mm -hmm. we passed those out and i'll just never forget the just the joy on their face of a you know what here in america what we just see is a simple dress but the joy to them just to get those clothes one of the children's ministries was next to i i mean we called it it was called this at the on the trip, but it was next to the red light district. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And there was the pastor's wife did a ministry with those ladies and they would come near about every day, just different ones to hear the gospel. And one of our ladies in our group got to share her testimony and what God laid on her heart. She mm -hmm. did that. We also got to go through that little area and pass out different hygiene products and little tracks and stuff like that. Participated in house churches. I got to speak at one house church where it was kind of interesting because, I mean, it felt like you were you're walking through three different people's homes just to get to this <laughs> house church. Yeah. Where just kind of walking through these stairs and then you go through this alley and then it seems like two or three houses later, here are those, these people that just want to hear hear you talk about Jesus, which was just mm -hmm. awesome. So that's kind of really what we did was more of a grounds base with the kids and stuff like that. All of a sudden, unexpectedly God started blessing our family. We just kept building, God multiplies. It's a miracle that God provided us many times when we needed it the most. What's your generosity story? Check out some heartwarming stories at generosityofgod.com and share your story. You'll find amazing stories. He said, hey, this is for you, and asked me to take what uh, was in his hands. It was exactly 10,000 rupees. I was so overwhelmed and uh, shocked by God's goodness. As she did that, Paige went on out to her vehicle, loaded it in the trunk of her car, and she said, okay, God, what now? Miraculous stories by ordinary people just like you. Go to generosityofgod.com and share your story today. How do you swallow an elephant? Well, the answer is one bite at a time. Hi, I'm Kevin White, 
and I'm inviting you to subscribe to Generously Blessed, my free one-minute motivation series. In Romans 12, verse 2, God says we are transformed as we change our minds. When you subscribe to Generously Blessed, I will send you a personal email Monday through Friday and coach you day by day into a life generously blessed by God. Go to kevinwhite.us and subscribe now. It will be one minute a day you'll not regret. I guarantee it. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your friends and family for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with Audacious Generosity. Get your copy today. You spoke on so many different parts of ministry, but is there one part that if you went back that you would really want to highlight or focus on, I guess? Really, I mean, I just, I guess being the teacher side of it, I, right. I we're working with the kids mm -hmm. and they just loved having someone else there that would show them interest because a lot of these kids, they'd go to school and then they'd come there, but they also say a seven or eight year old, they had more responsibility at the home than I did when I was 17 years old mm -hmm. so just to see them they they love to enjoy just being kids and playing and you know, that was my favorite part is just seeing seeing the kids and getting to interact with them and you know they're after the first day when we pull up you know they're just they're looking for that they was looking for that van to pull up mm -hmm. with us and they were following us down the road and just to see them want to hear more stories about jesus that was just touching to me yeah, yeah, that's awesome. What was your biggest adjustment in going? Was it just that you were expecting more farmland and you were in a big city, or was there something else that stands out to you from that trip? My biggest adjustment, to be honest with you, would probably have to be the food that we had to eat. <laughs> I was pretty much living on protein bars because that was the really the best thing that I could do if I wanted to be a of any service anybody there to start with but thankful the pastor uh there was a kfc on the way home and he was generous enough to stop by there several times and <laughs> the biggest adjustment for me was just be honest with you just the food side of it mm -hmm. i don't i don't know maybe that's not what you're looking for but hey that's that was the hardest thing for me i never really felt the jet lag that people talk about but mm -hmm. uh you know, to get adjusted to different time zones and all that. And that food, that's a that's a different animal. <laughs> yeah, I take it you don't like spicy food too much. Well, well I love spicy food, but uh -huh. theirs is a whole different level of <laughs> spicy for me. You know, that you start eating stuff that's yellow and orange, it's it gets a little it's it's different. Right. It's all natural spice. Huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, my first trip, I think I ate the one can of SpaghettiOs that I took with me. So I completely understand that. <laughs> Do you have a funny story or anything else you want to share just about your the trip itself? Just the impact is just seeing the people there and how content they are with Jesus is enough for them. The gospel, mm-hmm. it is enough. Just bringing that here, just trying to get and steal that again to the kids that I work with here and the teenagers I work with at yeah. church and stuff like that. And just in my own personal life, realizing that the gospel is really it's that's all we need. And we, we can be content with that. You know, the, yeah. the funny experience, I guess, just just every day riding back and forth from the hotel. I mean, again, that the driving experience was completely different. Just that's kind of the funny side of it was you never knew what you were going to see. <laughs> Experience, you know, people carrying ladders on a scooter with mm-hmm. their kid and their wife on, hanging on the back of it, or propane. Yeah. And I don't know if it was a law, but it seemed like the man he always had the helmet on, but the four-year-old kid standing up in between him and the handlebars and the wife on the back, they never had one. Yeah, it's a good point. Like, you're you're always looking around in that when we were going back to and from the places, you know, wherever we were heading for ministry and. Just, I guess that was kind of the funny side of it is you just never knew what you were going to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun time to play I Spy if you're able to look forward and not close your eyes and take nausea yeah. medicine. <laughs> if you could put that trip experience into one word, what word comes to mind? For me, I would, all right, I'm going to just break the rules. I'm going to have to say two is just eye opening. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Or a dash in there, but I, I'm going to say high, uh, eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm. That would be the one, one or two words that I'd have to say. Have you had you been on a mission trip before this one? I had not. I've never been so, on a mission trip before traveling to India. Wow, go big or go home, huh? Yeah, that's what that's what the others were saying with me because <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know any of the group that was with me. They were from South and North Carolina. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the eye-opening side, just elaborate, just again, seeing the difference. You always, you hear about how different parts of the world is. Again, this being my first mission trip, it was eye-opening in here in Alabama where you, you can't drive five miles without seeing a church. You're not limited to resources or anything here. And just a, that side of it is was the eye-opening side of it for me. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, the difference in cultures and all, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's a reoccurring theme that we hear. Not eye-opening, those are great words to use, but just the, the theme of your comforts being stripped and you survive and your perspective just changes coming back from that and you see other people have more joy than you've ever had with so much more, at least for me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, eye-opening is a great way to put it. If you if you went back before when you first heard about India, now that you've been and it was your first time, what would you tell someone who would, who's considering going on a short-term trip to India? Of course, right now with travel restrictions, that may change. But just in general, with that mindset, what would you tell someone that was in your position? I would tell them, you know, first of all, pray and listen to God and what he's leading them to do. Yeah. That is the big thing, big factor there. Because you know, that was my my issue is I, I was always trying to find an excuse not to. And mm-hmm. I, I knew God was calling me to go, but I was trying to find a reason not to. But yeah. so listen to God and 
look for his signs and what he wants you to do with his mission for you. Another thing, if there, somebody was considering going, if you know that's what he's called you to do, you know, he's going to provide if we're mm-hmm. faithful yeah. with whatever concern you have. I had several concerns myself just because of my health issues that I had. You know, I, mean, I, I can tell you God met every need, every concern. When I got there, if it was whatever it was that I was concerned with, God provided for it. So if there is somebody that's considering going, I'd, I'd say go for it. If, he, if you know that that's what he has called you to do, I'd say go for it and just see what he has in store for you. That's incredible the honor of getting to interview people. I've, I've heard stories of God took care of it. I had no idea. And just that reoccurring, you know, I think that the faith that is built in getting to India is definitely used when you're in India, you need it. Right. <laughs> um, God, God prepares us ahead of time. And so I hope that if someone's listening to this, that, that, that your words just inspired them. The, the question that I want to end with kind of the point of this podcast is how has your mission trip experience changed your everyday life? And it's made me more aware just to share the gospel with the people here and with the people that I interact with, no matter where it is. I have this idea that you you have to go somewhere else to share the gospel kind of idea with it some days. And it's just opened my eyes to no matter where you are. For me, I, I love to travel just within the United States as well. And so he opened my eyes to, hey, that's that's a mission trip in itself right there. Even if it is what you're calling a vacation, that's, you know, you're meeting all different people groups all yeah. over the country. It also gives me the opportunities. You know, for me, how it changed was it gave me opportunities to share my experiences with other, other people. Being from a small town here, in Alabama, where missions may or may not be pushed as much, depending on what church you go to. And just when I tell people about where I've been and what God did while I was there and all, and it it gives them, them a little more comfort if they are considering going on a mission trip. So I'm able to let people know that, hey, when, when God's in it, it's going to be taken care of. And just his sovereignty and his guidance, you know, there's nothing that we have to worry about. And that's, that's really what it is for me is just being able to share the experiences here with my local church and wherever it is I'm called to go that side of it. And just being able to more comfortable to share the gospel and all around here as well. That's great, Kevin. I've, I'm so thankful for your time to share this with our audience. It's going to be a great blessing to them. I'm, I just, want to commend you. Your your words was eye-opening, but it's obviously went from your eyes to your heart. And that's that's not automatic. They're obviously taking a thousand people over to India. There's there's some, I would say the vast majority would say that it's eye-opening and the vast majority would say heart-opening, but that's not a given always. And so I'm really glad because it's been years since you were in India. And now today you're you're sharing it with our audience. And that just means a lot to us. I said in the opening that you're a brave soul and all throughout your testimony, your story, I kept just hearing bravery. 
And I'd love for you to close out the show with just praying a spirit of bravery over the audience. Maybe it's a mission trip to India they need to be brave about. Maybe it's taking the vaccine or something related to modern culture in 2021. But we all need courage that the Bible says, take courage over and over. Never are we instructed to ask God for courage. We're always uh, instructed to take it because God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, Paul told Timothy. So would you just close out our show uh, just praying? All right, we'll do. Father God, thank you so much for this day, God. I pray, God, thank you for Pastor Kevin and his mission that he has for India and Courtney and their hearts for India. Father, I pray for the ones who may be considering going to India, that spreading your your gospel to the people there, that, Lord, that they may realize that you are ultimate provider. You will provide just as you provided for Abraham as he is walking up the mountain, just as you provided for any others, God. And pray, Father, that you would be with those that are struggling, Lord. Just, I pray that they may realize that they have the same spirit that was inside of David is living inside of them, Father. Amen. The same yes. spirit that is it gave um, Daniel the peace and the lines then, Lord, that it is the same spirit that lives in us and the same spirit that can we can carry to India, Father, wherever it may be. God, I pray for courage. I pray for mm-hmm. that we may just focus on you. I pray that we trust in your will in our lives, God. I pray that, Lord, we know what it is that we are called to do. We are not called to sit. We are called to share the gospel with others, Lord, to make disciples. And that is ultimately what we should be doing. And Father, I pray for peace for anyone that is, again, Lord, that is considering going to India, that they may just open their heart to you and just realize that you are going to be there with them, Lord, and you are already going ahead of them and preparing the way. And Father, I pray for, again, Lord, just be with Courtney and be with Pastor Kevin and be with all the people with Global Hope India. And Lord, let's just, let those who want to come serve father just take that faith even if it is like abraham lord you didn't he didn't know where he was going he just knew that you wanted him to go father and i pray that you'd just be with them be with me be with everyone here god within the united states and around the world with the coronavirus just continue to lift that up to you father whether it's getting the vaccine whether it's being healing whatever the case may be lord just guide us and lead us and let us be accepting of your will in our life father in jesus name amen 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 Amen. well from one kevin to another kevin thank you so much well done brother i just admire you i'm so glad to have gotten to meet you on your on your trip over to india to just see how you're continuing to change the world one six greater at a time keep up the good work and let's get to serve side by side again in the future that would be a great blessing to me but take care and stay healthy man god bless you this episode is complete so head over to globalhopeindia.org for show notes resources and opportunities to go to india through ghi continue to be radically transformed by god as you live out the great commission and we'll see you again next week here at missions change my life